I lost my virginity in a bedroom while Lenny Kravitz played Fields of Joy. I was fifteen looking up through the window at the top of pine trees. We were kissing, his hands moved to my zipper, the word no was inside my mouth. I was a girl. I was a little girl. He was twenty-something, bigger than I. The wind blew the trees until their backs bowed, and I was watching it happen, and I thought I couldn't stop it. I thought I wanted those arms, but this was not a day for being known, not for fields of joy. When I left his house, a ghost followed me home, the thick presence of something terrible. I went to bed that night and cried until it wasn't dark anymore, that ghost in my room watching me weep. I couldn't get rid of it, but I pressed on and wrote in my journal, I give up, I wrote, and that was all it took. There I resolved to live a life outside the umbrella. Shame, I know now, was his name. I woke up to myself, to the mirror like forbidden fruit. I said, show me the world. I asked myself, isn't there more than these hills? Observe the shape of my lips. See, I'm shaped like a woman. On the scales, I made things add up as best I could. I plucked my eyebrows, thank goodness, and I became ultimately self-aware. I assumed that I would finally come to freedom in the place I lost it in the arms of a boy. Freedom, I thought, was found in the knowledge of good and evil, in tasting both. Isn't that where rebellion begins, when we desire the forbidden thing? For a long span, I lived self-aware, tried to fill my own hollow places. I'm on my own, I said. It's only me here, surrounded by ghosts, eyes open to the foolishness of trying to please the church. I saw the fruit of sexuality, the art of human connection, and it was good for eating. Had God pulled me from Adam's rib and placed me naked in the garden, the story would be no different. Let's not blame Eve anymore. If she hadn't eaten the fruit, it would most certainly have been me. I would have eaten it again and again, and then I would have given you a bite. The fearless leader of my circle of high school friends was Easy. Easy was hard and enlightened and had tattooed in bold print on his wrist the word freedom. We all agreed that's what we wanted. We wanted to be free. In a small town, hardly a soul has grace to spare for the rebellious ones. We would have taken more extreme measures to be different from the rest of the world had it not been so easily done. It was easy to wear funky clothes and stand out, CD case full of Nirvana, Sonic Youth, and the Velvet Underground. It was easy to get pushed to the wayside and easy to be labeled rotten. When we saw that there was more to the picture, when the institutions became a set of droned rules with which we had no heart connection and the meaning was missing, we rebelled and we did it with our middle fingers to the sky. What I remember of that rebellion is that so many of us never had a space to work through difficult circumstances. There was no open culture to discuss pain or injustice. For many families, God was the answer, and He was a God who thought up good youth group t-shirt slogans, who said, if you just believe hard enough, you won't suffer anymore. Look around at the cinder block houses and the kids whose feet grow holes in their shoes. Look around at the beautiful clothes on the girl whose daddy finds her at night. The God of the bumper stickers 
doesn't add up here. We rebellious were trying to find the fix, and most weren't fools for cliched Christianity, and we good well shouldn't be. So many daddies were gone. Some went home after school to mothers who lay drunk or full of cancer on the couch. One friend woke early before school to chop firewood for money so his siblings could eat.